we came in. Previously on the Infinite Escape Room. We had more stress than the person getting beheaded. Going in with a coffin. Have we got blood for the axe murder? What a lovely cocktail. I've always dreamed of this moment, Michael. Thank you so much for bestowing your piss on me. and welcome to The Infinite Escape Room, the puzzling podcast where a gaggle of geographically diverse chums come together, solve an escape room of the ears, and then bugger off to the pub for a drink. My name's Jamie, I'm your host for this episode, and I am only one of 20 people in the world with a medically diagnosed curse. And locked in with me today are a fantastic trio of puzzlers. Uh, I'm Mike and I'm a licensed duck. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a particular subset of duck or just no i'm a class i'm licensed to be a class c duck um but yeah i can take a top-up test and then i can be a, a class b duck uh which means that i can eat whole loads of bread soggy or otherwise or, or, or tow a trailer down the motorway it's a it's a pretty open license <laughs> do you have an official paper and everything yeah do you know i'm waiting for it to come through i've had to put my photograph on it oh. also there's a pun somewhere in here about a bill but i can't for the life of me think of it hopefully it'll come to me in a blinding flash later and i can be like jamie editing something spontaneous and hilarious um and i won't. won't i'll just keep it where it where jamie, it is just keep my keep my shame in here hi my name's anna i'm a co-founder of scarlet envelope and i once judged a race between giraffes and ostriches it was neck to neck oh that's so good <laughs> Yes, that is that that is way better than anything we could have come oh, up with ourselves. That's good. <laughs> right, I think we should outsource our writing. Yeah, yeah. Future, future Retiring. And my name is my name is Lisa. Uh, I have a unique ability to forget immediately everyone's names, so I'm very glad to be here with Bob, Daniel, and Carmen. We've <laughs> 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 been together for nine years, and today I am Carmen. <laughs> <laughs> Before we begin, uh, this episode of The Infinite Escape Room is sponsored by Lip Recruiter. Are you tired of hearing some dickhead give you a snide comment at work, only to freeze up and only think of a good response days later in the shower? Well, worry no more. LipRecruiter uses an expansive team of -of out-of-work comedy writers, washed-up comics, and failed stand-up acts to craft the perfect comeback for any situation. We pair our talent with your personality, so any quip, pun, or insult you throw sounds genuinely like it's from you. And with our AI-powered companion app, you can get personalised witty retorts at the touch of a button. And listeners to the podcast can get half of a trial package featuring insults from Monty Python's John Cleese, now with 20% less bigotry. When life's getting you down, give them lip with Lip Recruiter. Only 20. What a deal. I would like more bigotry. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like the most bigoted response. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure John Cleese could uh, could help out there. He's got enough bigotry to go for everybody. (laughs) I I think we could probably we could probably make this. I'm just saying we actually. I think you and I have the technology to make this. Such a startup idea. Yeah, like genuinely, we could we could AI synthesize John Cleese's voice. Oh. And then plug it to an open source LLM 
filled with witty comebacks. Like, ge- like genuinely, I think we could actually make this happen. <laughs> it sounds terrifying, though. This is this is not what AI is supposed to be used for. Looks this is evil. <laughs> Look at him. That's a curse they knew. <laughs> okay, never mind the bullshit sponsor. How about our Patreons? You sponsor us and invest in this fantastic new startup idea. But also, this podcast wouldn't be possible if not for the love and support of our wonderful army of patrons. You keep us off the streets and on the air. And this week's episode is brought to you by Chris Mikesell, Karen Kate, Robert Hempel, and Chuck and Geneva Kaplan. I love you all. I sometimes whisper your names on the winds and hope they bring you good fortune. And if you want your name to be included on this Names of Whispering Winds list, then consider joining our Patreon program over at patreon.com slash the infinite escape room, where for as little as a pound a month, you can get early access to episodes and unlock bonus content that we don't show to the common folk. So here's how the show works. Each week, one of us will present a part of the Infinite Escape Room, a Mobius curve of puzzles, themes, and dubious IP infringement because it's my week, seamlessly linking into one another in an endless escape experience. I'll be bringing the puzzle this week, while Mike, Anna, and Lisa will try to solve it. And if they don't manage it in the time given to them, then dire consequences shall befall them. And of course, escaping is thirsty work, so after each puzzle, we take a step halfway off infinity to the pub of us, where we'll find a cosy boozer for a pint and a bit of a chat. So that's the premise. But before we begin, uh, would you like to tell our listeners a little bit about Scarlet Envelope? We'll get into it in in detail in the, in the pub episode, but just an intro of who Scarlet Envelope is and what you do. Sure. Um, would love to. Scarlet Envelope is a company we started around three years ago when the pandemic hit. And right now we already have 10 games released. Um, it's a series of uh, secret society adventures, escape room style games that actually fit in envelope. How we do that? Well, we don't know ourselves. Somehow we learn to fit a lot of puzzles on scarily small pieces of paper. Uh, and sometimes we just fold huge posters in those envelopes and mail them around the world. And uh, there you have it. Each envelope has Tons of clues and items like um, pages of a diary or adventure maps and things like that. And they mix them with rich digital um, voice messages uh, that are uh, recorded by professional voice actors, videos, um, web pages that sometimes are hidden and you need to look for them. Nicholas Cage gifts. Yeah, sometimes. Oh. Yeah, Easter eggs like that. That's, that's his favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> um, and each new envelope is a new universe, and we invite you on a journey with us to solve crimes, uh, investigate murders, rescue dragons occasionally. I love it. And where, where can folks find you on online? We are at www.scarletenvelope.com uh, .ca, wherever you are. Uh, <laughs> uh, and yeah, on social media, it's at scarlet.env. Because unfortunately, at Scarlet Envelope was already taken. That oh. made me really sad. What? <clears throat> it's probably oh, one of yeah. those like stake through the post services or something that they were doing. No, some some porn star. No, actually, that was <laughs> that was actually some pretty strange Illuminati stuff. Uh, legit, look it up. It's, um, it's like strange. Don't I like that you've got. I like that you've got like an internal category of strange Illuminati stuff and fine Illuminati stuff. Like there's a delineation <laughs> yes. between yes, the two. Yes, like. Exactly. It's so, like Scientology, a real deal. <laughs> <laughs> the actual deep state, the version they don't want you to see. I mean, that's a collaboration <laughs> waiting to happen, surely. You've got play at home mysteries and then conspiracy nuts. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Not with Scientology. Some, some things are just too weird for, for most folks to handle. So, we have the premise. Are you ready, folks? Yes. 
Sure. <laughs> if you could put the word trepidation into a soundbite, I think that would be it. That's beautiful. <laughs> then, with some degree of hesitancy, let's enter the infinite escape room. Last time. The gang failed to solve John's puzzle at the theatre, causing a beloved actor to have an axe buried in his neck. Pretty soon, cries of stop, murder, ring out, and you're forced to flee. The theatre door is guarded by a fierce-looking stagehand, and so you take your chances in the rafters above the stage, climbing on a rickety wooden ladder that was made a few decades before the concept of health and safety in the workplace. You reach the top of the ladder and barrel yourselves into the first unlocked door you see. What you'd assume to be some kind of broom cupboard is actually a fairly nondescript and rather plain-looking corridor. You wander tentatively down the corridor and find at the end a single plain wooden door with a brass handle. You open the door and walk into a fairly cluttered-looking office. It's decorated with a kind of faded opulence you'd expect from an aged wealthy patron who's just gone a little bit senile and has retreated in the darkest corner of its sprawling mansion. To your left is a large set of wooden deposit boxes, and to your right is a roaring fireplace besides which sit two leather armchairs and a globe. In the opposite side to where you came in, you see a dumbwaiter next to a plain-looking door. You catch the flash of someone closing the door behind them, and just before they do, you see a hand appears and throws something onto the floor. You feel a slight compression of the air all around you, but also kind of within you. Like your atoms are trying to be in two places at once, and you feel unstable. And, of course, because of your innate and detailed knowledge of particle physics, it means that you know it's a feeling that will end in very bad things, unless you escape within 40 minutes. Your time starts now. What would you like to do? What do we check first? What was thrown on the ground? Yep. Uh, you take a little look at uh, where the object was thrown, and it is um, a rather ornate-looking iron key. Mm-hmm. Should we try deposit boxes? Mm-hmm. Sure. All of them. So the, the entire length of that wall is covered in safety deposit boxes uh, in a sort of an eight by five grid. They're all the same uh, wooden uh, face with a dull metallic brushed steel and labeled with a three digit number. And each uh, deposit box has a little handle and a label on it as well. It's an Excel table. <laughs> She's so excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So those are the numbers of the safety deposit boxes. Should we ransack whatever is on the right of the room? Is that the table or something? Uh, <laughs> an armchair. Armchair. Well, what else was there? Uh, we had um, two armchairs, a roaring fireplace, a globe, and a dumbwaiter. Um, and just actually quickly to describe the safety deposit boxes, and definitely not the Excel slash what looks a lot like the font of Google Sheets. Um, uh, each one has a three-digit number on it, uh, starting at the very top left-hand corner with 101 and on the bottom right-hand corner with 508. Um, and as Lisa said, it looks like there is a sequence in there, so sort of like a logical thingamidoo going on and... You said it with the kind of the air of somebody who had already tweaked the logic the second you saw it. Uh, well, I would think that closer you go to the right, the last number closer goes to the eight. 
such as on the eighth column, there's eighths at the end. On the first column, there's one at the at the end. And uh, the same logic applies to rows. Uh, on the top, there's one at the start of the number, and uh, at the bottom, there's five at the start of the number. <laughs> Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the logic is uh, unknown. More information needed. Yes. Globe. I bet it's it's some sort of hidden bar or something. We should, like, look inside. If we can. Take a peek. So it's a very ornate wooden globe on a fancy pedestal that spins freely. It looks like it was made sometime in the 1800s, since around 25% of the land is painted with a very faint Union flag, and it makes quite liberal use of the word savages. Uh, across the surface of the globe, there are dozens of cities that have a little red button under the city name. We asked for more bigotry in John Cleese, not this podcast, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I only realised after I finished the script, there's quite a lot of, like, dissing of the British Empire. Is, is it all nice. coming out? Love it. Yes. Uh, dumb question, but is there a number on the Iron Key? <laughs> uh, no, it's quite an ornate-looking Iron Key, but there's no numbers or writing on it that you can see. Okay. So it is a British Empire. On the globe. What else should we ransack in the room? <laughs> down the side of the couches? Can we take a take a squish on the sofas, see if there's anything down the side of the armchairs? Certainly. Um, so there are two deep plush armchairs, uh, the kind you'd sink into after a hard day being a dick to the poor and before being haunted by three ghosts. And as you dig your hands into the sides of uh, the one of the armchairs, you do see stuffed down one of the sides a little torn scrap of paper. And usual looper activity detected. Oh, pinks are <laughs> <Pink tokens. laughs> is... It's like my saga. That's beautiful. I thank you. Um, USA, oh God, that's in USA. All right. New Orleans, USA, Tokyo, Japan, New York, USA, Moscow, Russia, Palm Springs, USA, Stevenage. Is it Stevenage, UK? Uh, temporal anomaly can be temporarily be disabled by initiating reset protocol. Hmm. Can we push the buttons on the globe in this particular order? Yeah. Or just some button? You certainly can. So you go over to the globe and you press in order the buttons for Punxsutawney, New Orleans, Tokyo, New York, Moscow, Palm Springs, and Stevenage. And as you do, each uh, of the little buttons as you press them lights up in red. After you press the final city, there's a faint click at the top of the globe, and it splits in half with the two sides descending to reveal a shiny red button with the word reset stamped in the metal beneath it. And there's also a little scrap of paper inside the globe that I will give you. Another asleep. scrap of paper. Yay! I'm disappointed it's not the booze. <laughs> uh, binary there's also a, a half drunk bottle of uh, oh especially for you thank you <laughs> <laughs> I think our boxes is a binary alphabet oh you see yeah the piece of paper says first digit equals row middle digit equals open slash close and last digit is a column so it would appear that some of the some of the uh, boxes are should be open and some of them should be closed. Mm -hmm. You think? 
Well, yes, because the first column has in the middle all zeros. Mm-hmm. The second column in the middle has all ones. And some of them are just mixed. So maybe if we... Oh. Are the boxes locked or not? When you go to take a look at the deposit boxes, um, none of them are locked. They are free to open Interesting. and close as you please. Should we just uh, open the ones with zeros in the middle and keep the ones with one closed? That's unsensible. Sure. Uh, sure. So you open up any uh, deposit box that has a zero in it, uh, and you keep the ones with ones in the middle closed. Uh, as you do, each of the deposit boxes clicks into place. Opens about halfway through, uh, and then you have a bunch of deposit boxes that are open and a bunch that are closed. Sweet. Wow. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, but you totally ignored that there was a binary alphabet on the piece yeah, of paper yeah. also. <laughs> <laughs> so um, just for, for listeners, we've got we've got a, um, on this note, it says binary alphabet at the top. Uh, and it's giving us sort of A to Z, except that some of the letters are obscured with this note. Um, so it would make me think that maybe we're going to need a subset of these letters later on, or possibly now. I mean, I suppose we've got binary now, haven't we, with these doors, because they're in a binary state to be either open or closed, with one or a zero, but I don't know if I'm overthinking. Oh, um, we have we have opens and closedes now in a grid. Would that give us binary? Because it's eight characters. We have eight yeah. by four by five. So theoretically, we have uh, eight characters to each binary alphabet number. So we should now five letter word. And that's as far as that thought got. Because then I had to look at two things at once, and my eyes wouldn't work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my brain either. After about thirty seconds, all of those boxes that you pulled out have now slid back into place, and all the doors are now closed. Very convenient. Hmm. So if we treat the middle number as a binary code and then translate it into a five-letter word, um, that's a lot of ones and zeros, Jesus Christ. Let's see a binary alphabet. Mm. Okay. I'm also a little bit dyslexic, so... I'm going to look at you now. <laughs> so so many I think this is W. The first one you have is W. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Uh huh. Um, let's see if that makes any sense. Is this a one? It's a one. Okay. <laughs> In three to five business days, I'm going to have something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still writing zeros and ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. The second one is A. Uh, and uh, I mean, if we are doing the right thing. And this is, um, this got a hundred in it. This is T. Is it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it's one um, or something. This one has uh, eleven. Is that it? I think the this last one might be H. Watch, it's watch. We don't have a watch. <laughs> it. Oh my god! You worked out four in the time it took me to work one out. <laughs> <laughs> but it's two of us. That's that's pretty impressive. That's pretty impressive. I mean, you do make puzzles for a living, I guess. So I should probably like. Yeah, it shouldn't feel bad. I I will anyway. <laughs> I will feel bad. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm watching. Watching, watching what? Well, what are we watching? Is watch. there a watch in this room? <laughs> um, you can't see any watches just out and about. There's not really any places to to put a watch. Um, 
all you've really got is sort of the, the deposit boxes, the dumb waiter, the fireplace, and the two doors. There's not really a space for a discarded watch to mm-hmm. be. Because you're aware. We we do have we do have that big red button we haven't pressed yet. And we yeah, haven't looked at the fire and we haven't looked at the dumb waiter. Let's do all that. Yes. Yes. What would you like to look at first? Fire? Sure. So it's quite a large uh, fireplace with a, a roaring fire on some logs. And it's very hot to the touch. Um, above the fireplace is a massive oil painting of what looks like a British man who epitomizes the old empire. You know, he's got the pith helmet, the khakis, the pocket watch, the cup of tea in his hand, the fabulous mustache, and an expression like somebody poor has just asked him a question. Uh, and scratched into the canvas are the words closed equals zero, open equals one. He's got a pocket watch. Oh, he's got another thing that we have in the globe. Sure. Yeah. But can, like, is there a chance we could look at his pocket watch, like, closer? I don't know. Uh, yeah. Uh, the pocket watch is, um, it looks like on the painting it's in an ornate silver case uh, with the mechanical gears visible beneath the faceplate. Uh, and the time on the watch is one minute to six. Oh, yes. One minute that's so five fifty nine. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and we also got closed equals zero, open equals one. Well, we already did that, don't you think? Or is it just not? Oh, right. <laughs> um, Double signposting, suspicious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jamie, can we take a look at the dumbwaiter? Is there dinner in there? Well, uh, when you go to look at it, uh, it's a pretty heavy-duty dumbwaiter, the kind you might found, find in sort of an episode of Downton Abbey. Uh, it is currently closed, and the door is locked with a three-digit number lock, and there's a, a large copper pipe that leads from the dumbwaiter. And did you say three digits? Mm-hmm. I certainly did. I don't know. We have four digits. It's 1759. It was <laughs> 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 They wake up very early, these uh, these old British Empire types. Yeah. Um, yeah, so what code are we going to enter? Uh, zero, zero, 001, please. You put zero, zero, 001 into the lock and... Uh, zero, zero, 002, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a patient type, okay? Oh, no. We only have You've... Minutes, so. <laughs> You have sunk my battleship. <laughs> after after the first ten attempts, your fingers start to get a little bit tired. And Can we try five for Jamie? She just sits in the chair and watches the fire. She's good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You you enter the code uh, 559 into the three-digit lock and it pops open. Uh, You slide open the door of the dumbwaiter to reveal a large rope. Yeah, let's pull on the rope. Sure. Uh, As you pull on the rope, you hear something clattering from below and you see a large bucket come into view. Uh, the bucket is attached to the rope, uh, and it is currently. Thank empty. God, I wanted to go to the toilet ages ago. <laughs> That's that whiskey that you found in the globe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold it in. This is inappropriate. <laughs> Can we pull the bucket into the uh, room? You can pull the bucket into the room, uh, but you can't really get it that far um, into the into the room. Um, sort of just before the first armchair. Yeah. Uh, can't really go any further than mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So we got a bucket now, guys. Finger. Yeah. Um, I count as a win. 
Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I count this as an absolute win. I now own a bucket. Congratulations, you found my bucket. Um all right. Is this like that in every escape room where they give you a hat to wear? But they've you've given us a bucket to wear this time. You you can wear the bucket if you like. It is still very securely yeah. attached to that rope. So, so we couldn't fill it with fire, for example. Uh, it doesn't yeah. actually reach the fire now from yeah. uh, from the dumb waiter. If we push the button, would it put water into the bucket? I wonder. Who knows? Maybe we should put, push the button and see. Yeah. Uh, you march over to the globe and you press the big reset button and you feel the air around you shimmer and compress like you've been hugged by a very enthusiastic Dwayne Johnson. And before all the air is knocked out of you, the pressure dissipates. You see the door opposite you swing slightly, but other than that, everything is as it was. Hmm. Hmm. For Dwayne Johnson hugs, press here. (laughs) (laughs) And she just keeps pressing and pressing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> We're a I have a bucket on my head <laughs> <laughs> I did a, originally have a British person they hug it as the, as the feeling of the hug but I changed it to make it more globally accessible globally, so, globally. who would be the British person that would deliver that hug like there's nobody as like Brian Blessed oh yeah I guess that would work I was just imagining Dwayne Johnson's big strong arms I'm imagining that would be a hell of a cuddle like that would be pretty good <laughs> and his big bald head as well we could be pals we could compare head polish <laughs> nothing changes with the fire with the pressure right no the room as far as you can tell looks the same as it was Let's just throw the back into the fire no we can't it doesn't reach the fire pay attention <laughs> <laughs> with the length of the rope you've got it, the, it can reach as far as maybe the first armchair uh, the door that's next to the dumbwaiter and back into the dumbwaiter itself. We can't really go further into the room. We can't untie the bucket. It is quite a strong knot. Can we? Is that? Can we open that door? The door. Uh, which one? Next to the dumbwaiter. Um, you can take a look. The door at the far end of the room. Uh, it's a plain old wooden door with a brass handle. Uh, it is currently unlocked. Oh. Okay. Well, then let's open. And get the fuck out of there. Uh, so you open the door easily and it swings open. There's a brief flash of light as you take a step out of the room. Hello and welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the puzzling podcast with a group of geographically diverse chums meet up, solve a homemade escape room of the ears and then bugger off to the pub for a drink. Last time, you just left the small study through the pretty plain wooden door into a searing white light. Once the light dissipates, you'll find yourself in a cosy-looking room with some safety deposit boxes on the left, a roaring fireplace and two armchairs and a globe on the right, a dumbwaiter in front of you and another door. As you walk into the room, you see the door close ahead of you, and before it does, you see an arm stick out and drop something on the floor. What would you like to do? Can I put a code into the, into the dumbwaiter? Uh, yeah, so you, the dumbwaiter is currently locked with a three-digit code. Uh, what would you like to do? Uh, zero, zero, one, please. <laughs> <laughs> the cramp, before you even get the, the first digit, the cramp sets in immediately. Use the other hand. <laughs> oh, God. You furiously spin so all the numbers up to 559, five, and just before the cramp sets in on the other hand, the lock pops open, and the door of the dumbwaiter is open to reveal a large rope. Is there a bucket? There is a bucket inside. It is currently empty. 
And the thing that's on the floor is the key? That is correct. There is a large iron key right. on the floor. We have a key. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do have <laughs> yeah. a key. And we are also in a temporal anomaly. Yay! <laughs> what what happened then? So the box that just gave us the um the code for Dunwaiter. But yes. other than that, like yeah, that's all we did. There. That's all we did. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. What if? What if we like? Can we lock that door that gets us back to this room and use the key on that door? Neither of those doors has a keyhole. Okay. Is there a keyhole in the deposit boxes? Uh, weirdly, they don't. Uh, all the deposit boxes have is that handle that you can just pull uh, and click into place. Mm-hmm. But there's no keyholes on any of those doors. Oh yeah. By the way, did we do like like I mean we did the closed and open sort of sequence, but it didn't do nothing, right? Yeah, so did we, we do it wrong? We got the watch. Remember? Yeah, we got the wrong. Uh, we got the watch. Pay attention. Ah, uh, that's how we got the watch. Yeah. I believe right. you um Sorry. you pulled out all the drawers that um had a zero in, and then after about thirty seconds, they receded back into the the frame. Right, 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 right. Okay, it's not very secure deposit boxes, huh? Mm. Except for the ones that locked <laughs> somehow. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I I have I've one one um just thought and I don't know what to do with it, but I wonder if the bucket rope is long enough to go through the door that we went through in the anomaly. So could we take the bucket through the anomaly with us somehow? I have no idea how that would be useful. That is I have genius. No idea we'll what... have two buckets. Yeah, yeah. Pr- we would have we would have a richness of buckets, and we could potentially repeat yes. this until the entire room is buckets. <laughs> Our bucket list is full after that. Um, I will say, based on the fact that the key dropped as you entered the room for the second time, uh, also the globe has shut back up as well. It appears that the room resets when you wander through. So the bucket would not be doubled. It would just reset Ah, if you walked. It seems as you walk through it as it is. Is there a difference on the globe or with the painting yes all the same uh the painting looks exactly the same it's got that really imperious looking fella with the words open equals uh one closed equals zero and the globe is currently closed up with all the different cities with those buttons you have about 15 minutes remaining let me know if you'd like it oh shit maybe maybe we do oh no I don't know. I'm happy with a bucket. I'm... Oh. <laughs> Screw you guys. I got a bucket. <laughs> oh. mm. Is there on the bo- anything on the bottom of the dumbwaiter after we remove the bucket? Uh, as far as you can see, it's just darkness. Uh, once, If you lift the bucket out of the dumbwaiter, there's nothing you can see up or down. Maybe, maybe it's time for a hint. You would think. Uh, <laughs> I actually encourage players to use hints. Do not feel frustrated. Okay. Yeah. I, I can give you a yeah. small, a small little nudgeroni. Um, I would pay attention mm-hmm. to what was written on the painting. See, closed equals zero, open equals one. That's what was written on the painting, right? What, what was on it again? Okay, let's... Closed equals zero, open equals one. Should we close again the ones that have? One in the middle and See, open I told ones. you we need to do something else with this, and you told me. Yeah, but we've tried. Stuff. We've tried to open the deposit boxes with zeros in the middle. Well, then we should try something else. Okay, let's open again all the boxes with zeros in the middle. No, with o- open equals one. 
Well, never mind. Uh, let's open <laughs> the ones with the one in the middle. Uh, sure. So you open up every draw that has a one uh, in the middle. And as the last draw clicks into place, you hear a large gushing of water coming from the copper pipes above you. A few not-so-welded sections do spring a small leak and j- spray little jets of water uh, throughout the room. Um, it's not enough, enough to douse up the fire, uh, but it does cause it to spit a little bit. Uh, the pipes hold as the water rushes through it, and you can hear the sound of water pouring into the dumb waiter. Now I want to go to the toilet even more. Can I use the bucket? <laughs> 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 Should we pour water into the buckets and then douse the fire? Yeah. Why not? Sure. So you can fill uh, the bucket full of water in the dumbwaiter, but it doesn't reach far enough. Even with an almighty thrust, you cannot douse the fire out. The the rope is too short to reach into the room. Can I drink from the bucket? You do. And then kind of do that sort of Mickey Mouse (laughs) thing with my mouth. Uh, You do. Uh, You do not have sufficient capacity in your mouth for the water to douse the fire out with that. I can fit a Kinder Egg in each cheek, like straight up. <laughs> what if we all do? Is that sufficient? If we all do, that sounds like OnlyFans account. Which is not good. They said there's some kind of exclusive content for pet. I want to pee, so maybe yeah. <laughs> More motivation for you to finish the room fast. <laughs> I, you know, I just got what you said. <laughs> oh, no. Hello. Uh, yeah, even 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 pressing ch- all all cheeks together does not uh, have enough water to dust the fire out. Are there are are cushions on the um, armchairs removable? Um, yes, the one at the back is removable, but the arms aren't. It's quite a solid structure. Let's remove it. Okay. Soak in the water. Drop it in the fire. Uh, that's quite quite ingenious. Um, but it is not enough to douse that fire out. It is a blazing hot fire. And if anything else, it, it, melt, it evaporates the water into steam and then just sets fire to the uh, the bit of the couch. So the fire's just had a little, just a little yeah. bit of a snack. Oh, that was smell as well. That you, smell. Ruined, you ruined the armchair. It's not my armchair. <laughs> There's a slight waft of, uh, of belligerence and shame from uh, the previous occupant. God, I buy that scent. It was, it was an asshole anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's trash. Let's destroy the second armchair just for <laughs> symmetry. <laughs> you now have two broken armchairs, but they are beautiful in their symmetry. Can I take the paintings off? Uh, the painting is fixed oh. to the... Uh, to the wall. You wanted to say <laughs> Can I can I um can I crack the globe open and drink that half bottle of whiskey before Lisa chucks it in the fire? Uh, yeah, you press all the buttons, you press all the buttons on the globe. The globe opens up to reveal the reset button and the now still half full bottle of whiskey. It has been reset, so you can drink as you please. Oh, can I hit reset once I've drunk it? Uh, yeah, you drink the bottle, you hit reset, and you feel that sort of pressure coming in. As the pre- as you feel that sort of squeezing pressure, you do see the door opposite you slightly wobble, and then the pressure dissipates, and everything's still again. The bottle is still drunk. Damn! Mm, party proof. proof. <laughs> <laughs> it does feel like we need to put okay. this fire out. Is that right? One would think so. We've had like 51 way to do it, but <laughs> there is one thing in the room you've not yet looked at. Really? Oh. Is it the door we came through? Uh, yes, the door the door you came in uh, from is a plain old wooden door with a brass handle. It is also unlocked. And above the door you can see a large metal guillotine suspended from the ceiling. 
And on the wall next to the door, you see a little lever with the words security protocol written above it. Damn. Uh, who will volunteer? There's a reset button. Don't be frightened. I mean, I never thought. I never thought we'd, we'd be dismembering our guests on the show. I didn't think that was the thing that would happen. But hey, let's get creative. Let's take a dark turn. Do, let's dismember the uh, the bucket. Oh, that yeah. Could, could, could we could we detach the bucket with the guillotine? Um, you can't reach over that far into the room with the rope as far as it is. You can only reach as far as the, the first armchair, the dumbwaiter, and the far door. Can we detach the guillotine? You can't. It is high above the uh, the ceiling. Is there a way to trigger it? Uh, yeah, just pre- pull a little lever above and next to the door. Hmm. That's the security protocol. Uh, let's pull the lever. Yeah. yeah. And see what happens. You pull the lever mm-hmm. of, uh, of the security pro- protocol and the blade of the guillotine just comes straight down um, right in front of the that door and then retreats back up into the ceiling. Are we? I know I said earlier that we couldn't double up the bucket. Mm-hmm. If we pass the bucket through the door next to the dumbwaiter, does it appear in the door we came in through? You can certainly try. I would like to try. Sure. So you pick up the bucket full of water and you step through that unlocked far door. And as you do, you feel that sort of that pressure building as you step through. And then when you re enter into the other side, the room has gone back to how it was. The bucket is in the dumbwaiter. The globe is shut up with the reset button. The doors are back as they were. Uh, and I've got no bucket of water in my hands. You hand. have no bucket of water in your hands. Buggery. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. I've destroyed our bucket You're very of water. close, though. Hmm. You're very close. What if we don't reset the room? Maybe the next room will look exactly as our room. Can we... Is it open, the next door? Uh, yeah, both doors are unlocked. You can come and go as you please. Can we open the dumbwaiter in this room with uh, 559 and yep. then go look into the next room sure. without resetting? Without resetting. Sure. Um, so you open the dumbwaiter, get the bucket, um, you activate the water to fill it full of water, you open the door, you feel that little bit of pressure as you walk through, and as you step back into the room, it is the same as it was. Water bucket is in the dumbwaiter, the key drops on the floor, the globe with the reset button has been shut, and it is as you first entered. What the heck? The button doesn't work. Hmm. Damn. I think on the globe it said savages. Yeah, there is a line there. Temporal anomaly can be temporarily be disabled by initiating the reset protocol. Mm-hmm. Who would the who would the Confederate asshole think of savages? <laughs> I will give you the small nudge and say that the keyword in that little note that you read there and it was temporarily. Oh, it's if we maybe hit the reset button as we go through the door. So fill the bucket with water, hit the reset button and go through the door, literally like reset, bam, straight through. Right away. Yeah, sure. Can we try that? Sure. So um, I'm guessing you do all the sequences. You pull the drawers out to fill the bucket full of water. You press the buttons on the globe to open the globe up, drink the bottled whiskey. Spoiler the spider to eat the flies. Get get the dumbwaiter, get the bucket (laughs) of water. So you have a bucket full of water and you have an open globe with a reset button. What's going what's gonna to happen? Slam the reset button, open the door. Okay. So you hit the reset button, you feel that pressure start to build, and as it does, you see the door wobble slightly, and as it does, you barrel through that, that far door, bucket in hand. There's a moment of blinding light, and as you step back into the room, you are still holding a bucket full of water on the other side of the room. 
and the globe is still open. The drawer is still out. The dumbwaiter is still open. The room has not gone back to the way it was. Yes. Wonderful. Now we can execute the bucket. (laughs) For crimes against the state. (laughs) Now I can have two buckets. (laughs) Uh, Sure, so you pull the lever and uh, echoes of Les Miserables play as the guillotine comes down and the bucket is severed from the rope. You now have a freely floating bucket of water in your hands to do as you please. I... Take the bucket and run away. No, 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 no. Don't let it go. You run through the door, you feel like... We take the bucket from Lisa. (laughs) No, no, no. We take the bucket from Lisa. We set her on a broken chair. We say, it's not broken. No, well, okay. Have a disassembled chair. (laughs) I'm pretty sure you've gone through once or Um, twice since then. So the armchairs are now intact as they were. They are no longer incinerated. uh, Right. The benefits of the reset. But let's just execute the fire now. Yes. So you throw the bucket of water onto the fireplace and the fire douses out immediately. And in the grate, you see a large metal keyhole above which are stamped the words Turn to Stabilize Continuum. Let's use the key that we have. What key? That key. What key? That key that was thrown on the ground. Yeah? That key. Yes. So you turn uh, the key in the lock and as you do, you feel a great amount of pressure being released from all around you, like popping the mother of a cosmic zit. Nothing else appears to have changed in the room other than... This pressure that you're feeling is now completely dissipated. Should we take a look into the next room? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> lose all the problems. <laughs> like... Just emerge into the void. <laughs> so you open the door at the far end of the room, and you can see that it no longer leads back into the room that you're currently in. You can't quite make out what it is you're seeing, though. There is definitely a haziness over the threshold. But you know what will happen if you stay in this room, so you quickly walk through it, and it feels like you're swimming through soup. And as the door closes behind you, you hear the sounds of somebody beginning to enter the room on the other side. In surprise, you drop the key from your pocket, and it lands on the floor with a dull thunk. After a few seconds, in the thick, soupy air, you begin to see a soft, blinking light far in the distance. And being as it's the only thing you can see with any sense of detail, you start to walk towards it slowly. And as you do, you hear the faint sound of a siren building in the distance. To be continued. And you have solved my puzzle. Congratulations. Hey! Yay! <laughs> you you did very well. Good puzzle, mate. Did very well. That was so fun. Whew. Yeah, I messing with with time loops and causality. My brain kind of turned to mush right <laughs> in this one. So I'm glad you got out. I'm pleased. <laughs> Bloody good, roommate. Bloody oh, good. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm not sure where the uh, where the anti imperialist stuff came from. I'll I'll probably get into it in the pub episode, but we'll, I'll be fine. It's it's all good. I think nice, nice and healthy. I think <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> um, I'd find the pro imperialist stuff more. If you were like, you know what we need again? Wales needs an empire. <laughs> that would be. I mean, we've got what Malta and Patagonia. I think that's that's as far as we've managed to get as a as a nation. Always, mm. I'm happy with that. <laughs> So that's it for this episode. Come join us next week at the Time Warp Club, where we'll have a drink and a little chat about the room, what we just did. If you enjoyed this episode, and I really hope you did, then please leave us a review on your podcasting platform of choice, because I like us, we hope you like us, and we want more people to like us. And every review that you leave us will get us in front of more people. We love you lots, and we'll see you next time on The Infinite Escape Room. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
business will 